you guys ever watch The Matrix, particularly the first film, which most of you probably have, I assume, and Neo, the main character, Keanu Reeves' character, is looking at a screen of code, okay? He's looking at a screen of code, and he's in the, uh, he's now like woken up, he's been unplugged from the, the Matrix and all that. He's looking at a screen of code, and all he sees is code, but everybody else around him, like Morpheus and everybody else there, they see people, they see things moving, they see things like this, right? Now, why do I bring this up? I bring this up because this is exactly what certain factions of the government and people within the intelligence community are doing to us as the public. They're taking our faces and they're throwing our faces in front of the screen of code, saying, look, it's just code, that's it, keep looking, it's just code. All you're ever gonna see is code. But realistically, there's something much deeper going on. Now, first off, before I do that, I have a ton of shout-outs to get to, but I'm going to space them out. So, I would like to give a very special shout-out to Kevin, as well as Horton. And I'd also like to give a quick shout-out to GX's video. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, YouTube's been removing his videos very suspiciously. So, uh, please, I encourage you guys, if you do watch him, to give him a quick record or a download or something in case uh, YouTube ever removes his stuff. With that being said, I want to thank you guys for uh, being so patient with me with some much-needed rest, but we're back full force, and we're going to jump right into it. So, Operation Hades. You're going to see actually right now, instead of having to wait till the end of the episode, what I'm talking about with the Matrix example. So, if we type in what Operation Hades is, all right, just a quick Google search, whatever, we're going to find here, according to Wikipedia, Operation Hades, and I quote, may refer to... Operation Hades, which resulted in the plutonium affair in Germany. Operation Hades, part of Operation Ranch during the Vietnam War, right? And then something else that has to do, I believe, with a, with a, a video game or something like this, right? And the reason why I bring this up is because these are the operations that are the most important ones because they're so distorted. They're officially non-existent. So it's like looking at a bunch of lines of code on a screen and going, what the hell am I looking at? When if you really look deeper, it's more than just code. So what we first have to understand is what each operation was, but I'm just going to go through that very quickly. So if we take a look at Operation Ranch Hand, which was a subset of one of the uh, the Hades operations, we'll see here, and I quote, was a U.S. military operation during the Vietnam War which lasted from 1962 to 71, largely inspired by the British to use chemical warfare programs and things like this, end quote, right? Now, okay, that's a chemical warfare program, but this is not a chemical warfare episode. However, let's then take a look at the more important subset of Operation Hades. It had to do with the plutonium affair in Germany. The whole thing with Vietnam, and I have great respect for people who fought in Vietnam, but the whole thing is to use, very sadly they do this, to use war in Vietnam to distract from the real Operation Hades that really doesn't even officially exist, but they say it does on the internet and in other sources of media to validate that in our subconscious so we don't think about looking it up in the database, right, of the, you know, Freedom of Information Act database or something like this. Now, let's take a look. According to Wikipedia, the so-called plutonium affair was a scandal that erupted in Germany, all right, in April 1995. It was caused by the illegal transport of more than 360 grams of plutonium on a Lufthansa plane from Moscow to Munich in 1994, instigated by the French French intelligence service just before the Bavarian land tag elections, end quote. Now, it's very political, but that's not the point here. The point here is that the United States used their subset and inferior intelligence agencies, such as the French agency, in order to carry these 360 grams of plutonium. Now, why do we say this? Because the same corporations, and I don't want to say the names too often because I don't want to get in trouble, the same corporations that give the money and the funding on the back end for this type of plutonium to be transported are the same companies 
that also coincidentally invest in nanotech, biology. They're the same companies that have been seen carrying out body bags to and from certain corporations and buildings that just look like d dummy company buildings, right? So let's take a look, for example, at where some of the funding connects to. Some of the money, believe it or not, from this plutonium affair and this plutonium scenario here has actually been funneled back into CERN. Oh, how coincidental. Where is some of CERN's headquarters? Ah, Germany. Not all of it, but most of it is, right? So let's take a look, for example, at where that money led to. So I did the research on the back end the past couple days. The money gets funneled to something called the Alpha Project. Now, here's the interesting thing. Just recently, something of the Alpha Project within the CIA documents were declassified in the UFO documents, roughly the same time that CERN announced something called Operation Alpha. So we're seeing everything come full circle here, right? So let's take a look at Operation Alpha. This is according to alpha.web.cern.ch. This is CERN's website, guys. Let's take a look. First off, before I get into it, I cannot help but notice that some of these blueprints inhabit the same patents that have been demonstrated to use anti-gravity technology in correspondence with nanoparticles and ghost particles as well, having to do with manipulating frequencies inside the project carrot document so you see how this is a slow drop feed now keep in mind project carrot came out I, well sorry was allegedly occurring allegedly you know with air quotes back in 1987 what year is it now it's 2021 do you see how slowly they drop feed these things to us so anyways let's take a look Alpha, and I quote, is not just some apparatus. The apparatus consists of dif different sub-elements, which are all produced and maintained by experts from around the world. At CERN, we then rebuild these components and make the whole experiment work together. End quote. So let's take a look at all that and let's take a step back here, okay? So if we look at this, here's what we're going to see. The 360 grams of plutonium is the same amount of pl grams of plutonium needed to power the Operation Alpha. But hold on a second. The plutonium affair took place in 1995 right or in the mid 90s why a sudden 25 year difference because if you trace the money back it connects to the same thing now here's where we're going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole so just bear with me so if you remember project dart direct uh, direct access routing transportation if i'm not mistaken that phil schneider spoke about what we're going to see here is that when breakaway civilizations within the secret space program travel throughout space we're going to find that there are certain parts that are galactic jump points if you will kind of like you know hopping on a, a high speed highway or a uh, a highway where you have to pay a toll but you get there faster right with that being said when we look at this we also have to understand that the secret space program and this is also according to some emails that have leaked as well from john podesta and ed dr edgar mitchell suggest that the non-friendly etis all right, extraterrestrial intelligence that are not really cooperative with humans. They're not necessarily bad, but they kind of, you know, they kind of look at us like, oh, what the hell are these guys? You know what I mean? Sort of thing. And so when we see that these beings control multidimensionally certain planets that need to be passed through with the direct access, uh, direct access rerouting uh, transportation, my apologies, in order to travel through space. And if you want to explore, but certain planets demand, I guess you could say a tax or a fee, if you will. What is that fee or tax? Believe it or not, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound crazy here, but human bodies. Now you might say, Dave, where the hell are you getting this from? Right? Okay. Anyways, let's take a look at Carla Turner, a woman, an investigative journalist, highly respected, very strong journalist, by the way, highly respected, who just coincidentally died. Not sorry, not just, but years ago died coincidentally of some type of onset 
breast cancer that accelerated extremely quickly within a matter of months. Shortly after, she published her book and started doing speeches about UFO abduction encounters, talking about how there's a certain extraction of a particular gland from the eye. What what extraction is that? Adrenochrome. Now, I don't want to get into that too much because I don't want YouTube to remove this video, but you know, that speaks for itself. So anyways, let's take a look here. Carla Turner, was born in 1947 in Arkansas, and then she died January 9th, 1996, under very suspicious illnesses. It was breast cancer, but it was, it was something that was kind of like, what the hell, how did this happen? She didn't have a medical history of it. I get it. She's human. Everyone's human. Things just come up. People very sadly get cancer, and it's just the way it is. But certain circumstances and the timing of it was a little too fishy. Now, yes, we'll never be able to prove this, so I'm not going to sit here and say to you guys, she was poisoned or something like this. However, we do know that the government constantly gets people, quote unquote, sick, or the CIA does, in order to make people stay quiet. She talked about some extremely radical things, or at least the government calls radical, that Phil Schneider also mentioned. And one of the things she talked about was how some of the abductions that occur every year, particularly back then, the million children that go missing every year are not just going missing in national forests because you can't just make kids wander into national forests and then make them make them disappear and use their bodies to feed, you know, to these other beings on other planets in order to get through them. The point, though, is that some of the abductions are used to just study DNA in humans. Some of these children never return. Okay. now the next thing I want to point to as well is that Carla Turner found a connection financially to an operation, now bear with me, this is going to get a little bit extreme, but just please bear with me, to German nuns, okay, using orf buying orphan children or renting them and raping them and sometimes never giving them back. She had proof right before she died in the mid-90s that this was the case. And guess when this story came out in the main, well, sort of in the mainstream media, four days ago. She, just like Phil Schneider, Phil Schneider excuse me, was about 20 to 25 years ahead. Okay, let's put it that way. So let's take a look here, for example, at RT.com. And I quote, German nuns rented orphan boys to businessmen for gangbangs and orgies, suppressed reports seen by media, end quote. Look, some of them, not according to this article, but to some other sources, some of these children have been missing and they never return. Now, there is evidence to suggest through Carla Turner's research and other cases and other documentation that these children's bodies are abducted, harnessed, used, and then their bodies are thrown onto the planets that these dart operations need to get their ships through to in order to keep these beings satisfied, if you will. Now, you might say, Dave, that's crazy. Why would aliens eat humans? Yeah, I know I've spoken about this before, right? But here's the thing, guys. Think about it like this. Do humans not eat other, uh, other animals for food? Do we not eat chicken? Do we not kill cow for meat? What's the difference? What's the difference between these beings out there demanding some type of human flesh because it, because it is appeasing to them? And that's not to say they only want humans because you might think, Dave, why are you making the whole human aspect of this so special? That's not the case. It could be other beings as well, but humans are subversively one of the more, I guess we could say, inferior species intellectually. And these beings know they can take advantage of us if we want to keep exploring different parts of space. So it's kind of like there's guards at a gate saying, if you want to get through, this is the toll. This is the fee. This is the tax. Okay. And so the next thing I want to take a look at here 
is I want to talk about time travel regulation. Okay, now why do I bring this up so suddenly? Because when we look at a lot of the funding of where this money went to, the Alpha Project with CERN, all these different things, what we're going to find here is this. There is time regulation that CERN is according abiding by, by the way, in order for there to be a consistent flow of things. Now, we can look at Andrew Basiajo, and we can look at Project Pegasus. Quick shout out to Chris from Australia for you know reminding me about this gentleman again. Thank you so much, brother. And if we take a look here, what we're going to see is that a lot of the funding from Project Pegasus that officially never existed went into the Alpha operation at CERN. The connection here is so substantial. But again, the mainstream media is not going to make these connections. No way in hell will they, right? With that being said, though, here's the interesting thing. Andrew Basiaggio said this years ago, and people called him crazy, but there's evidence to suggest otherwise, which is that you can travel through time, but there are certain beings that regulate time travel, if you will. You can only return backwards to a point where you time traveled prior, or sorry, after the initial time travel, right? So maybe let me explain visually. If you started time traveling at point A, right? You then jump from say, I don't know, here to here, okay? Then you get here, but you say, okay, you know, I wanna go back to the time frame I'm from, literally. All right, so you jump back. You can only jump back to here. You cannot jump back before, because then you start messing with the timeline of things. All right, you start messing with the way in which the fluidity of the cosmos pan out. And these beings that eat these human children on these planets to allow certain uh, breakaway civilizations to, to get through certain comets and planets and star systems and galaxies and, and all that and moons and orbital systems, they understand, as ruthless as they are when it comes to eating these humans, they understand that there is a constant connection there. And that's what's interesting about all of this. The ruthlessness combined with the ability to understand that there's some moral depravity that they don't abide by, but then all of a sudden they say, no, 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 we got to maintain the cosmic balance. So which one is it? You see what I'm saying here? And so Carla Turner was on to this. She was on to all of this. But I do want to reference one more thing, which is negative ion generators. Now, if you type into Google, you can find negative ion generators all the time. Here's what's interesting, though. There is evidence to suggest that a source has given to me that when these ion generators actually, they're actually uh, built and installed inside of some of the, the ships or UFOs, if we call them, that humans maneuver when they travel through space right? But when they have to feed these uh, bodies of these kids to these aliens, or these beings, excuse me, what ends up happening is that as they drop the bodies down, they're shooting the negative ion generators onto the bodies, literally. Why do I say that? Because when you shoot the negative ion generators onto the body, it creates a more fluid sort of, um, I guess we could say for lack of a better term, um, I mean, I hate to say this, but more eatable, if you will, Right. Because it allows for because if we look here, for example, according to Wikipedia, um, an ion generator or and I quote an air ionizer is a device that uses high voltage to ionize air molecules. All right. End quote. When you ionize the molecules of the air around a human body, it, I'm hesitant to say this, but allegedly it tastes better to these aliens. Now, this is according to a document. I Personally, I'll tell you right now, I can't say for sure if I know that. But again, th that part of it is speculation. However, it does make sense why suddenly negative ion generators are being purchased in the masses by FEMA and by the CIA with the black budget money, by the way, which Carla Turner was onto that Phil Schneider spoke about as well in order to power some of these ships that had the Rylite clearance that also use the same metals, that same rare titanium alloy metals that do not come from Earth that Phil Schneider was speaking about as well, that he said was put into every ship. 
Is this a coincidence? Is all of this a coincidence? Right? So I want you guys to let me know what you think, and we will catch you guys tomorrow morning. Thank you so much again for your patience this past week. Cheers.